Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Need more true crime in your life? An Audible membership can solve that. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you could choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. Don't miss The Serial Killer's Apprentice by Katherine Ramsland and Tracy Allman. It follows the true story of how Houston's deadliest murder turned a kid into a killer in training. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days audible.com slash 48 hours. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Hi, this is Conrad Roy. I'm going to talk to you about social anxiety. Social anxiety, depression, it's controlling me. There's people that love me. I have a great mom, great dad. But I'm so depressed. We spent the day walking the beach and we had a conversation and I asked him about school and he's like, um, I'm not sure what I'm gonna do. And I said, you know, don't worry about it. Everything is gonna be okay. It was a nice day out with the family. Nothing to give any hint of what was to come later in the day. There was no indication that anything was going on. I've created a monster out of myself the past few years because of my depression. Racing thoughts, suicidal thoughts. Do you remember when is the last time you saw your brother? He was like going out the door. I thought he was just going to his friend's house. You got up in the morning, and how did you know he hadn't come home? He wasn't there, and we just like, couldn't find him. This is not like Conrad not to come home. Then they found his body in around 5.30 in the afternoon. And he died in his truck. It happened to monoxide poisoning. I will live with this forever, um, the pain. Right away, we heard from investigators that medical examiner found that it was a suicide. It wasn't until they started looking at his phone that they realized that there was something else going on here. Because on that phone were hundreds and hundreds of texts from Michelle Carter to Conrad Roy urging him to end his life. You can't think about it. You just have to do it. You said you were going to do it. Like, I don't get why you aren't. And Michelle Carter admittedly said, do it. 
she was kind of making fun of him for, for not taking his own life. I thought you really wanted to die, but apparently you don't. I feel played and just stupid. You're going to have to prove me wrong because I just don't think you really want this. And she kept pressuring him to do it. You're ready and prepared. All you have to do is turn the generator on and you be free and happy. No more pushing it off, no more waiting. There was one point where he actually got out of the truck mm -hmm. and changed his mind. Yeah, he was scared. And she told him to go back in the truck. Yes. Carter charged with involuntary manslaughter. She faces up to 20 years in prison. This is totally out of left field. I coach Michelle. I know her as a good kid. I don't believe that she has a conscience. She knew exactly what she was doing and what she said. Hang yourself, jump off a building, stab yourself. I don't know, there's a lot of ways. And it's the texts that become the weapon. How could she cause a death when she was 35 miles away? In these circumstances, this is almost akin to loading the gun and handing it over. Who knows? Who knows when you have your hand on the trigger when you're sending a text? It's not realistic. What, what's going in my head that keeps on piling and piling and piling. One month before 18-year-old Conrad Roy took his own life, when the minds of many teens wandered to carefree summer days, Conrad's thoughts were more serious, introspective. I need to be comfortable with my skin. Sitting at his computer in his home in Fairhaven, Massachusetts, Conrad recorded his thoughts on coping with his depression. I need to relax. I really do. He wanted to excel. He was just wanted to, to be this, like, great person. But in my eyes... Conrad's mother, Lynn, explains that her son could be his own toughest critic. It was rough on himself. He really, really struggled with um, just disappointing I think myself and his dad. The sooner I like myself, the better I'm going to be. Linroy thought her son was getting better. I, I do have a lot going for me. He was getting professional help and on an antidepressant, Selexa. He had been licensed to be a tugboat captain like his dad. That's a huge accomplishment <laughs> to be a, a captain. Had just graduated high school and college with a scholarship was on the horizon. 
And he was doing everything that was positive, that was, you know, looking towards his future. But on July 12, 2014, Conrad drove to a parking lot and using a gasoline-powered water pump, sat in his pickup truck as it filled with carbon monoxide, knowingly inhaling the deadly fumes, killing himself. All the while, his friend Michelle Carter, then 17, was encouraging Conrad from more than 30 miles away on her phone to take his own life. I don't understand why you would want someone that was so beautiful inside and out, that had so much, that was such a kind person to die. How do you describe what this young woman did? I cannot. Only, only she, she can. The intersection of the lives of Michelle Carter and Conrad Roy has left a trail of heartbreak and questions about the circumstances that led to such a tragic death. He's one of the kindest persons. He grew up very sensitive, very humble and kind. Happy child. Very happy. Many pictures of him smiling, laughing, until he became a teenager, and I don't know if it was the hormones. He just, you know, became anxious. Conrad was the oldest child in the family with two sisters, Morgan and Camden. Lynn and Conrad's father separated when Conrad was 16, and their divorce hit him especially hard. I think he was just more worried about me. That's what boys do. They worry about their moms um, a lot. Conrad would confide in his friend Ariana Taylor as they spent hours walking along the water. He didn't really, wasn't able to explain it to me in a way that I could understand, so he kind of just described it as a darkness and how there would be times where he just kind of wanted to isolate himself from everybody. Conrad's anxiety and self-doubt had troubled Lynn since he was 16. He started uh, having trouble sleeping, and we got him treated. And then he had his first uh, suicide attempt a year after the age of 17. Conrad had overdosed on acetaminophen. I worked in a psychiatric hospital, and I never imagined that one of my children would um, have those feelings. Do you think he really intended to kill himself at that point? He did contact a friend. That friend was Ariana. He told me that he was really sick and that his mom had just left and that he wanted her to come back. Ariana immediately got in touch with Conrad's parents, who brought him to the hospital. He told me, Mom, I will never do that again. He was sorry. And I was sorry as well that he felt that way. The fact that he wanted you to call his mother, yeah. what does that say to you? It just says that he was calling out for help that he didn't actually mean what he was doing, but he really needed help, and that this was the only way he kind of thought that he would really get help. And that help seemed to be working. He actually was getting a lot better. He told me about how he was going out, and he was going to like, you know, the high school parties and just hanging out with everybody. And I was like, that's amazing. Michelle Carter was another friend of Conrad's. They met in 2012, while both were vacationing in Florida. Conrad and his sisters were visiting relatives who happened to know Michelle. How would you describe Michelle? Friendly? Yeah, she's really friendly. She always made Conrad laugh. 
As it turned out, Michelle lived just a few towns over from the Roys in Massachusetts, and the relationship continued after the vacation. But while Michelle called Conrad her boyfriend, his family says the two rarely saw each other. And like so many teens, their interactions were mostly over text messages. Had your son ever mentioned Michelle Carter? Yes. After they met in Florida, I met her 2013 at his baseball game. And that was the only time I ever met her. Second time was at his wake. Michelle and Conrad shared something in common that Lynn did not know. Michelle had her own struggles, including an eating disorder, and both teens at times took antidepressants. You know, probably the attraction was they both had their issues. Softball coach Ed McFarland has known Michelle Carter and her family for a decade. The Michelle he knows is an ideal teammate. I've never seen her do a mean thing. I've never seen her be mean. Michelle's high school yearbook paints a picture of an active, well-liked student, one voted class clown, and most likely to brighten your day. But that would not be how her actions would be described on the last day of Conrad's life. That day started out seemingly happy for Conrad, spending time with his family. That morning on the 12th, what was his mood like? It was fine. He wanted to, you know, go to the beach with the girls. While there, Camden at one point noticed her brother sitting alone, texting. Did you know who he was texting with? No. Now you think he was texting with Michelle Carter. Yeah. But you didn't know that at the time. Mm-hmm. And what was his demeanor? I don't know. He's, I don't know. He kind of seemed like anxious, like when he was like texting. Conrad then took his sisters out for ice cream, where his mood seemed to lift. And when you think back on that, would you have ever guessed there was anything wrong that afternoon? No. After going home, Conrad left at about 6 p.m., telling his mother he was going to see a friend. And I asked him if he was going to be back for dinner, and he said he didn't think so. And that was the last words that he spoke to me. 48 Hours listeners know to always expect the unexpected, including when home appliances break down. An American Home Shield warranty can restore your sense of security. It's simple. When a covered item in your home breaks, contact American Home Shield and their trusted and qualified pros will fix or replace it. Right now, you could take 20% off. Go to ahs.com slash 48 to save 20%. That's ahs.com slash 48 for 20% off any plan. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. American Home Shield, don't worry, be warranty. A sense of safety is important to everyone, and that's why I want to talk to you about Simply Safe. It's an advanced security system that protects your entire home so you can rest easy. Simply Safe is completely customizable with advanced sensors to detect break ins, fires, floods, and more. You can have 24 7 professional home monitoring for less than $1 a day. So try Simply Safe for 60 days risk free. 
If you don't love it, you can return your system for a full refund. Plus, we're offering listeners 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Don't wait. Visit simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. That's simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. There's no safe like Simply Safe. It was July 12, 2014, the heart of summer in New England. Conrad Roy had headed out in his pickup truck around 6 p.m. As the evening passed, Lynn checked to see when he'd be home. And I texted him, I don't know, before I went to bed, maybe around 10, 30, 11, and then I texted him again in the middle of the night. Conrad didn't respond. Still, Lynn figured everything was okay. She believed he had beaten back much of his anxieties. That night, Conrad's sister Camden unexpectedly heard from Michelle Carter, that 17-year-old who had battled her own mental health issues and lived about an hour away. How surprised were you that you suddenly got a text from Michelle? And I thought she was just like, just like his friend, but in the text, she said, like, we're boyfriend and girlfriend now. And I was just like, I looked at my mom, I was like, they are? Whether teenage love or something else, Michelle was sending out the word. Had anyone heard from Conrad Roy? And what did she text you exactly? She was like, um, hey, Camden, like, do you know where your brother is? Was that unusual for him not to come home? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was not like him at all. It was sunrise and still not a word. So in the morning, I went to uh, by Ariana's house, and he wasn't there. And so that's when I began to search. Where is he? What happened? We went by Dad's house. There's no sign of him. Maybe an hour later, I felt like, like this um, rush go through my body that I've never felt in my life. And I felt at that point that he wasn't with me. On the afternoon of July 13th, police found him inside his pickup truck parked at the local Kmart, his cell phone right next to him. And he died in his truck. Carbon monoxide poisoning. Like, got in the car and my mom was just like crying like the most I've ever seen her cry. And she was like, he's gone. And like, she was just like, your brother's gone. It still hurts just as much as it did then, doesn't it? I will live with this forever, um, the pain. Like, I don't get why it happened, why did it happen, why did it happen to him? And Michelle seemed to take Conrad's death as hard as anyone. Once again, a text was her choice of communication, this time to Lynn. I am so very sorry. Conrad meant so much to me. No one questioned the suicide until cops got a hold of Conrad Roy's phone. It would prove to be an investigation like no other. No gun, no knife, no crucial DNA in this case. Only this, a trail of words, starting with those on the cell phone, messages with Michelle Carter. And once investigators found this dialogue, they knew that there was something else up and 
They wanted to get to the bottom of it. Former Boston Herald legal columnist and 48 Hours consultant Bob McGovern. And so this thing turned from a suicide investigation into a homicide investigation. Michelle seemed to be encouraging Conrad not to live, but to die. Texts flew between the two of them for more than a week, right up to the moment he took his own life. I'm determined. I'm happy to hear that. When you get back from the beach, you gotta do it. No more thinking. Yes, no more thinking. You need to just do it. But now, with Conrad Roy dead, Michelle seemed devastated, acting as if his death was a total surprise. When it came to the funeral, she sat up close to kind of where the family area was. I always described her as seen as the grieving widow. She was just um, constantly, like, sobbing. And two months later, Michelle even held a fundraiser to honor Conrad in her town of Plainville. That fall, investigators interviewed Michelle Carter at her high school. Did you, do you think you had contact with him that day? I think so. But Michelle's story was riddled with holes and police weren't buying it. They poured through her cell phone. Her texts ranged from urgent to ominous, like one sent to her friend Samantha Boardman on July 12th at 8.02 p.m., just minutes after police believed Conrad killed himself. He just called me. I heard moaning like someone was in pain and he wouldn't answer when I said his name. That text was followed by another. I think he just killed himself. Michelle was texting her friend, but what she wasn't doing was calling for help. And there was at least one more text found on Conrad's phone that now seems telling. Only moments before he died, Michelle asked him this. Did you delete the messages? Police would extract more than a thousand deleted text messages between Conrad and Michelle. Some showed his fear and reluctance to take his life on the very day he died. I don't know. I'm freaking out again. I do want to, but like I'm freaking out for my family. But even as Conrad panicked and considered abandoning his plan to die, Michelle egged him on. She described it to her friend Samantha that September in this text. Sam, his death is my fault. Like, honestly, I could have stopped him. I was on the phone with him, and he got out of the car because it was working, and he got scared, and I effing told him to get back in. The road to justice would be complicated. Massachusetts has no law against encouraging or assisting suicide. And Michelle was miles away when Conrad died. People don't realize in our generation, texting does a lot. It's like having the person right there in front of you when you're texting somebody. And the Supreme Court of Massachusetts seems to agree. In the summer of 2016, the court ruled that even though Michelle was an hour away when Conrad Roy died, she had a virtual presence that night in that pickup truck. It's a controversial legal theory born out of a digital world. And so nearly three years later, Michelle Carter will stay on trial in this courtroom for involuntary manslaughter. Michelle's attorneys, fearing how the text would play, advised her to waive her right to a jury trial. She put her fate in the hands of veteran judge Lawrence Monez. How are you doing that of your own free will, knowingly involuntarily? 
See more of Michelle Carter's texts to Conrad Roy on Facebook at 48 Hours. This episode is brought to you in part by June's Journey. Picture it, the glamour of the roaring 20s wrapped in a mystery that only you can solve. Dive into June Parker's captivating quest to uncover scandalous family secrets. With your keen eye for detail, find hidden clues and solve mind-boggling puzzles. It's all about observation, intrigue, and drama. But beware, each clue leads deeper into a thrilling storyline filled with danger and romance. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Your adventure awaits. Say goodbye to performance-robbing engine deposits with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Hate to break it to you, but lower-grade fuel can leave deposits in your engine that build up over time and leave your engine's performance severely lacking. Thankfully, Shell V-Power Nitro Plus removes up to 100% of performance-robbing deposits with continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors. Download the Shell app today to find your nearest Shell station and rejuvenate your engine with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Fuel up at Shell. She assisted and devised and advised and planned his suicide. Inside this Massachusetts courtroom, Michelle Carter, now 20 years old, looks more like a prep school student than a criminal defendant. And on July 12, 2014, as his truck was filling with carbon monoxide, he was scared. He got out. It was the defendant on the other end of the phone who ordered him back in, then listened for 20 minutes as he cried in pain, took his last breath, and died. The alleged weapon in this case? Michelle Carter's own words. What she did, in theory, according to the prosecutors, is she recklessly caused Conrad Roy's death. The state's case revolves around Michelle's chilling text messages to Conrad as he was apparently having second thoughts the day he took his life. The defendant texted Conrad, you can't think about it, you just have to do it. You said you were going to do it. I don't get why you aren't. And then there was this. 10 days before he died, Michelle sent him this text message assuring him not to worry about his family's feelings. Yeah, they'll probably blame themselves for a while, but they will get over it and learn to accept it. A notion that baffles and upsets Conrad's mother. I think she needs to be uh, held responsible for her actions because she knew exactly what she was doing. Linroy testified that on the last day of his life, Conrad was in a good frame of mind. He was eating tortilla chips and guacamole on the way to the beach. In um, July of 2014, did he ever mention he wanted to harm himself? No. I knew he was a little depressed, but I thought he was, he was doing great. But prosecutors contend that Michelle and her incessant texting had immense influence over Conrad, even though Michelle was more than 30 miles away from him when he took his life, that her virtual presence caused him to do it. She helped him devise a plan to kill himself using a combustion engine to poison himself with carbon monoxide gas. 
Michelle sent Conrad this text message. I'm not going to sleep until you are in the car with a generator on. Your Honor, this case is a suicide case. It is not a homicide. But defense attorney Joseph Cataldo painted a very different picture. The evidence of the texting is overwhelming that Conrad Roy was on this path to take his own life for years. Michelle Cotta was not present. Michelle Cotta had been texting with him. She did not physically see this individual for over one year. The defense brings up Conrad's acetaminophen overdose when he was 17 and claims he had been suicidal for years, in part because of his parents' divorce and he had a contentious relationship with his father. And if the judge is considering Michelle's text messages, he should look at all the messages between the teenagers. Even up to a month before Conrad's death, Michelle seemed like a concerned friend, trying to help a socially awkward and emotionally fragile Conrad. On June 19th, Michelle texts Conrad, Are you 100% positive you're never going to commit suicide? Be honest with me. Do you think about doing it? No, I'm not. In other messages, she talks about wanting to take him to a therapist or a mental health hospital. But on July 1st, 11 days before his suicide, texts between Michelle and Conrad took a sinister turn. Prosecutors let the words tell the story. She talked him out of his doubts point by point. She assured him that his family would understand why he did it. She researched logistics. Michelle had been sending Conrad suggestions on how to kill himself for weeks. Hanging is painless and takes like a second if you do it right. But what would drive anyone to send a text like that? Prosecutors say Michelle was desperate for friends and attention. And she got it when she talked about her suicidal boyfriend. Just days before he died, she sent texts to girls she wanted to be close with in an effort to get their attention and sympathy. Lexi Evelyn, please. Pretending Conrad was missing. Do you remember getting a message about Conrad being missing? Yes. He's missing, like they don't know where he is. Prosecutors say Conrad still being alive presented a problem for Michelle. She could be exposed as a liar. So it was important he kill himself. On July 12th, the night he did take his life, Conrad drove to a Kmart parking lot and texted Michelle. Leaving now. Okay, you can do this. Okay, I'm almost there. That was the last text Conrad ever sent to anyone. But there was also a 46-minute phone call. Michelle called him. She was the last person to speak with him. After that call ended, Michelle texted her friend Samantha. I'm going to ask you to read that text message, please, aloud. Sam, he just called me, and there was a loud noise like a motor, and I heard moaning like someone was in pain, and he wouldn't answer when I said his name. I stayed on the phone for like 20 minutes, and that's all I heard. Then, 27 minutes later, Michelle sent Samantha another text message. I think he just killed himself. Prosecutors say Michelle, within hours, began building a virtual alibi Knowing that he was likely dead, she began acting like a concerned friend, sending Conrad this text message. I'm scared. Are you okay? I love you. Please answer. Michelle showed little emotion at the trial. 
Her defense relies on this psychiatrist, Peter Bregan, to explain her behavior, even though he was not treating Michelle at the time. He testifies that she was involuntarily intoxicated by an antidepressant drug she started taking three months earlier, Celexa. She was enmeshed in a delusion where she's thinking that it's a good thing to help him die. But prosecutors completely dismiss that theory. She does not tell the Roy family about being on the phone with Conrad the night before, does she? His dead body is in a car 24 hours, and she withholds that information. Inexplicably, Michelle sent more than 80 texts to Conrad after he died. In some, she even apologizes for not saving him. But it wasn't just Conrad she texted. The prosecution is hoping the judge pays particular attention to this text that she sent to her friend Samantha a week after Conrad's body was discovered. They have to go through his phone and see if anyone encouraged him to do it on texts and stuff. They read my messages with him. I'm done. His family will hate me, and I could go to jail. It's 3 o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this— All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors, like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream, are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings, or the midnight munchies, yeah. You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Her actions, Your Honor, on July 12, 2014, caused the death of Conrad Roy. They were reckless, and she knew it. According to the prosecution, Michelle Carter helped put Conrad Roy in his grave. It was a felony, and she caused serious bodily harm. According to the defense, she didn't know what she was doing. Good morning, Your Honor. She was psychotic, delusional, involuntarily intoxicated, from taking the antidepressant Celexa. Michelle Carter underwent an involuntary intoxication in June and July. To prominent child and adolescent psychiatrist Dr. Harold Koplowitz, that makes no sense at all. Though not a witness in this case, he says those drugs called SSRIs are remarkably safe. They don't make you delusional. They don't make you psychotic. 
and they don't make you intoxicated. They don't make you drunk. Dr. Koplowitz believes the act of texting was more mind-altering than any drug. And the problem with texts is that it separates you. It makes you feel less responsible. But no amount of distance can explain her behavior, especially the prosecution's contention that Michelle ordered Conrad back into the truck, says the doctor. It's very hard to understand where the man says to a friend, listen, I'm feeling pain, I don't want to do this, I'm going to get out of the car. There's no way to seem to make sense of the fact that someone then says, a friend says, get back in the car and kill yourself. This really has a vicious and a very, very malicious quality to it. No matter how malicious, Dr. Koplowitz says, Michelle really couldn't have convinced Conrad to kill himself if he hadn't already been suicidal. So while Michelle could not force Conrad to kill himself, she could enhance his risk of killing himself. She could encourage him to complete the act because he was already on his way. And simultaneously, she could have screamed out for help, which might have prevented this deadly outcome. I want to recover from this, and I feel like I haven't recovered from it yet. I feel like I still have a long way to go. To Clearly, these heartbreaking videos now posted on YouTube show a young man looking for that different outcome, says Dr. Koplowitz. You expose yourself like this, it says, please help me. I've created a monster out of myself the past few years because of my depression. Sadly, Conrad Roy is not alone. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, we lose approximately 4,600 young people between the ages of 10 and 24 to suicide each year. One reason is that teenagers are simply more prone to depression. Another reason, they're more susceptible to peer pressure. Which is why the Netflix show, 13 Reasons Why, has caused such an uproar. In the show, a teenage girl dies by suicide and leaves 13 recordings to other teens whom she blames. I think it's one of the most dangerous programs on the air right now for the simple reason that it glamorizes suicide. Unfortunately, suicide's very contagious. We know that teenagers who watch these kind of TV programs are more likely to think about suicide, are more likely to attempt suicide, are more likely to commit suicide. It appears that Michelle Carter may have been one of those teens influenced by what she saw on TV. Not 13 Reasons Why but perhaps an episode of Glee. When an actor on Glee died of an overdose in real life, the show wrote his death into the script. Listen to the similarities between what the character Rachel says about the loss of her boyfriend and what Michelle later says about losing Conrad. I had it all planned out. We live happily ever after. It's a good plan. Did you tell him? I didn't have to. He knew. Michelle's text to a friend after Conrad's death is almost word for word. I had it all planned out. He knew, too. I didn't have to tell him. He was my person. Michelle writes the exact same line. He was my person. Pour her 
Her boyfriend died. They were going to get married one day. And now she's the grieving girlfriend. According to the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, it all boiled down to that starring role as the grieving girlfriend. The Commonwealth's position, Your Honor, is that she wanted attention. After six days of testimony, closing arguments begin. The defense is up first. The evidence actually establishes that Conrad Roy caused his own death. Joe Cataldo reminds the judge that Conrad had attempted suicide before and points to a text Conrad wrote to Michelle. There's nothing anyone can do for me that's gonna make me want to live. It's very bad to hear, but I want to let you know that truthfully. The decision to die was Conrad's, not Michelle's, says Cataldo. He created this situation, Your Honor. Most importantly, Michelle was nowhere near Conrad when he killed himself. There's no evidence that Michelle Carter has any physical actions whatsoever in this case with Conrad Roy's decision. It was all of his physical activity. But prosecutor Katie Rayburn gets the last word. Although she wasn't physically present, she was in his ear. She was in his mind, she was on the phone, and she was telling him to get back in the car even though she knew he was going to die. She absolutely knew it was wrong, and she absolutely caused the death of this 18-year-old boy. And I ask you to find her guilty. Three days after Judge Monez began his deliberations, two families prepared themselves for his verdict. Mr. Roy. For the Carter family, freedom is at stake. For the Roys, it's about justice for their son. She instructs Mr. Roy to get back into the truck, well knowing of all of the feelings that he has exchanged with her, his ambiguities, his fears, his concerns. The judge said Carter caused a dangerous environment, and under Massachusetts law, she had a duty to save him. She called no one. She did not issue a simple additional instruction. Get out of the truck. Ms. Carter, please stand. This court, having reviewed the evidence and applied the law thereto, now finds you guilty on the indictment charging you with the involuntary manslaughter of the person Conrad Roy III. Guilty. A verdict that is groundbreaking in terms of recognizing the deadly power of words, but one that leaves no winners, just heartbreak. I know we all wish that he had the opportunity to grow up into adulthood, to become a tugboat captain, and to enjoy his future. Nearly seven weeks after being convicted, Michelle. Michelle Carter, who is out on bail, arrives for sentencing, where hostile words greet her. She could face 20 years in prison. Please remain standing for one moment while you are sworn. First, Conrad's father and sister recall a life cut short. 
not a day goes by with, without him being my first thought waking up and my last thought going to bed. Michelle Carter exploited my son's weaknesses and used him as a pawn in her own well-being. She has not shown any remorse. Where was her humanity? The prosecutor reads a statement from Conrad's mother, Lynn, who found it too difficult to speak. I do not know where to begin. I pray that his death will save lives someday. Lynn wants to make it a crime to encourage suicide. I pray that a law comes forth so that another mother does not have to endure what I am. I do not believe that another can go on to encourage someone to take their life, and it can be okay. The prosecution the asks that Carter serve seven to 12 years behind bars. She has shown no remorse. And in fact, after Conrad's death, she sought attention and sympathy for herself. All she had to do was say, get out of the car. Michelle Carter does not speak at sentencing, but her attorney does and asks for probation. Ms. Carter does regret what happened. She also sent a letter to the probation department where she accepts uh, responsibility. This is a terrible, terrible tragedy. And uh, she very much regrets this and prays your honor's judgment of leniency. Then Michelle Carter learns her fate. Ms. Carter, please stand. He sentences Michelle Carter to 15 months behind bars, a sentence that does not please the defense who appealed the conviction. We're asking you, Your Honor, to stay the jail sentence until we can have our day in court. The judge takes the request seriously, recognizing the significance of this case. The conviction may be reversible, but the time spent in prison is not. And then makes a stunning announcement. That a grant of a stay through the Massachusetts court system only is warranted. A stay, meaning Michelle Carter would be out on probation, not in jail, while her appeal made its way through the Massachusetts courts. It was a decision that disappointed Lynn Roy and her daughters. We're just going to honor his life um, and do it in the most best way we can. We want him to be proud of us. All right! In February of 2019, Michelle Carter's conviction was upheld. Ms. Carter will now be taken into custody. And she began serving her 15-month sentence. Her lawyers appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court. The court declined to hear that appeal. In response, her lawyers issued the following statement. We are deeply disappointed that the Supreme Court has decided not to review Michelle Carter's wrongful conviction. Lynn Roy's focus now is on changing laws. What would you like there to be? What kind of law? I would love one in honor of him, uh, his name, Conrad's Law. There's people that love me. I have a great mom. My son mattered. He matters. Will always matter. Someone that had a family and future and mom and dad. I will never get over him.
A beautiful ballerina. A troubled marriage. A deadly confrontation. She tells the neighbor, I shot Doug in self-defense. Was she genuinely afraid or just trying to get her away? Underneath those white feathers, she's an evil woman. She's the black swan. 48 Hours, Saturday at 10, 9 central on CBS. Take true crime with you on your shirt, mug, or hat with official 48 Hours merchandise at ParamountShop.com. You can take 20% off with code HOURS20. That's 20% off at checkout on all 48 Hours products with code HOURS20 at ParamountShop.com. It only takes two minutes of sheer horror. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. We were dealing with a serial killer preying on elderly women. A cold-blooded killer hidden in plain sight. He's suffocating people with pillows. Leaving corpses all over Texas. How did it happen? I was responsible for her. The guilt is immeasurable. They covered it up. Pillowcase Murders, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. If you're listening to this podcast, then chances are good you are a fan of The Strange, Dark, and Mysterious. And if that's the case, then I've got some good news. We just launched a brand new Strange, Dark, and Mysterious podcast called Mr. Ballin's Medical Mysteries. And as the name suggests, it's a show about medical mysteries, a genre that many fans have been asking us to dive into for years, and we finally decided to take the plunge, and the show is awesome. In this free weekly show, we explore bizarre, unheard of diseases, strange medical mishaps, unexplainable deaths, and everything in between. Each story is totally true and totally terrifying. Go follow Mr. Ballin's Medical Mysteries wherever you get your podcasts, and if you're a Prime member, you can listen early and ad-free on Amazon Music.